and welcome to MILF Talk, Make Your Life Fabulous. I'm Sophie Venable, author, life coach, mother of two, and whether you're married with children, single, divorced, or all of the above, I am talking to you about life, relationships, and sex. Ooh. Yeah, that guy from the Dish commercial is here with me today, <laughs> <laughs> and that makes me want to do the robot. Ladies and gentlemen, Todd Anderson, woo! Hey. Seriously, you know I watch a lot of football, yeah. right? Like Sunday. Was it on? Like oh I watched God. the Patriots game and I didn't see myself once. Are you kidding? That's so sad. You know, I I didn't I didn't catch a lot of the afternoon games, but like but that's obviously the market for Dish Network. So I saw you robouting like all weekend. And and uh, you know. I, I, I robot really well. You robot really well. I, okay, so I was going to tell a story, but I might tell, oh, I'm going to have to now. So one of my favorite things to do on Sundays, whenever possible, uh-huh. is to like, you know, watch football, lay in bed naked, have sex, you know. Like, Sounds it's kinda, great. It's great. Great Sunday morning. It's I'm not into football, things. but Yeah, you know, but the rest you know, of it there's, there's just something about the whole like thing, you know, that I like. And and so we were doing that and, and your commercial came on <laughs> and I almost went, Todd! <laughs> Which would be Which insulting. I have, have broken the mood. And then we would have had to get into that conversation of like, why do you always have to talk about Todd while we're having sex? And I'm just not going to have that same fight again. No, like, I, I get it. It's, it's got to end. It's a common problem know, in, in modern in relationships. In bedrooms across the nation. It's happening everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> so, you know, and I try to tell Mark, you talk about Todd all the time, too. <laughs> But no. But no. <laughs> it hasn't gone over well. <laughs> so I'm sad because this is our little, our last little episode for a while. I know. And, um, what I the have hell some... am I supposed to do on Tuesdays? I don't know. I don't have a job. <laughs> what am I going to do? Yes, you do. <laughs> No, I don't. You have, you have a pretend job. I have a pretend job. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, I have some work projects to focus on. And in, the, and in the immediate future, I actually have some family stuff to deal with. My mom is downsizing, which for us 40-somethings who have, you know, parents mm-hmm. that are uh, alive and well and downsizing, I'm sure many of you have been through this and you know that it is a process, especially for the child that lives closest Mm-hmm. So all of you siblings that like have mm-hmm. moved across the country, you owe your other siblings a thank you card. Yeah. So it's just part of life. I'm surrendering to it. And uh, I, I, quote, be- <laughs> I quote George Burns when I say happiness is a close knit family in another state. And that's-, that's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not what we're talking about today. We're not talking about, you know, parents and downsides. We're talking about mm-hmm. relationships mm-hmm. from the point of view of. Um, so you ever have that friend who just is dating and they keep signing up for sort of the same guy over and over again and they keep complaining about it and like Mm -hmm. every time you see them that is the conversation so when I go to dinner parties basically the conversation I get is oh my god you need to talk to my friend she's doing this and then they like tell me about every guy that she's did because they know right because they heard everything and they can see it and they don't know what to do and she's making the same mistakes and she's making the same mistakes and it's it's uh you know she can't be alone she dates the same guys she's miserable with them but she stays anyway and she doesn't you know really take care of her own happiness and then it blows up and then we start over and then we have this is it because she has like a in the last episode we were talking about types briefly yeah. and th- th- this is my thing about types because okay. I, I feel like they can be very constrictive sure and a lot of times this is what you know if your type 
is always doing this to you, then maybe you need yeah, to maybe look need inside to and reconsider your type. Cast or, against type. Yeah, right? maybe. <laughs> maybe. Well, okay, so, uh, so I'm just coming from, and I know that people have guy friends who do this too they you know keep sort of dating this sure. you know chick and and they're looking for love and they and they try to make it work and you know and you can see that they're sort of cycling through the same kind of people over and over again so mm-hmm. this is just but but i'm going to talk about it as though we're talking about a chick and because that's what i get a lot and um and just kind of give you some perspective on this mm-hmm. so that you can kind of maybe help your friend a little bit and maybe this will help you if you're the one that's doing all this dating um because what you have to understand about this person is that it's working for her on a few levels. This okay. misery. Okay. So she likes it. It's comfortable mm-hmm. and familiar and it and and also it's easier. Right. Right? Okay. Because it actually takes a certain amount of discipline to find the right person. It takes a certain amount of uh like actually our our uh last week's guest Frank, who was talking about, you know, assessing a relationship and like taking it for a test drive and not making any, you know, men don't make those decisions so quickly. I don't think women should make those, those decisions so quickly either. Right. Right. So it, but that takes a certain amount of discipline and self-respect mm-hmm. and discipline around your self-respect. Like you have yeah. to kind of and it's it's work, man. Yeah. It's a lot easier. Like if you're saying your friend just can't be alone, it's a lot easier to be like, well, at least I'm trying and at least I'm dating somebody. At least I have somebody who's texting me. Or I have plans. I'm not lonely. I'm not lonely or I'm working toward not being lonely. But damn it, why isn't this guy turning into the guy that's going to be my long-term relationship? Right. Right? And so coming from that that place of understanding is remember, and, and, you know, I think it's pretty obvious, going through this is better than not going through this. To some people, right? You mean, you mean the, like, the bad, the same Yes, the shitty dates are better than no dates. I see. To, the, to this kind of person, right? right? You know, it's like, well, what would happen if you just went out with your girlfriends or you didn't date somebody for a while or, um, or you just, you held out, you didn't go out with the guy again who told all the racist jokes and try to <laughs> turn him into something else. Not a racist. Right. Like like maybe you can eliminate a little sooner because this doesn't work for you and you deserve something that works for you. Right. You know? Right. <clears throat> if I was dating, my first question would always be, are you racist? <laughs> That's a great opener for a date. <laughs> so. So. <laughs> I just want to get this out on the table. <laughs> How do you define <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I, I, yeah, I, uh, you know, but you can tell by somebody's sense of humor and, and you know, I've been on one of those dates. You're oh, like, were you? Oh yeah. No second date here. So like they were, ma- he was making uh, racist jokes. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm. What are you going to do? I... Um, thought he was hilarious. He thought he was hilarious. So anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he did. But let's say he's not like an obvious jerk, like treating her poorly, you know. But he, and he's like, kind of like right on paper, but he's not super available, or he's got an ex girlfriend in the picture, or the sex isn't great. You know, he's just like your normal everyday person with issues, right? Right. <laughs> I think that. A great thing to encourage, what I encourage this person to do, what you can encourage your, fr- your friend to do, is to just remember that we get to know people in layers. But also, 
I mean, it sounds like if, like my friends, I have these friends, and they make this. To be quite frank, you know, I'm 43, and I've been hearing these same problems for 10, 15 years now. So I'm done having those conversations with them because they insist on making the same mistakes. But if if you are and you want it to change, I think so much of that comes first before you even take time with a relationship is to look to inside on yourself and figure yes. out why why does this keep happening right. figure out what you want and and what i mean by take more time is not like invest in it and like give it more time mm-hmm. i mean don't assume anything right. for like a long time like go on other dates take it easy take it easy yeah. slow your roll yeah right yeah. Yeah. go on other dates don't take your profile down like You've made a lot of conclusions about this person really fast because mm-hmm. I mean you would, that's a pretty consistent part of the story, right? Yeah, is like been on two dates, decided that this is who I'm this focusing who, on, yeah, yeah, and putting all your eggs, put, in kind one of putting your eggs in that basket, and and you know slow your role uh-huh. because if you do you're gonna you're gonna find out a lot more information about the person you might be able to eliminate them without going through all this heartache without just right. sort of like jumping in the deep end and 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 going through all this torment yeah right yeah so that i think that that is just the the easiest advice to get it give is just to say like just maybe just just slow down with everybody and don't like and don't close doors like i'd rather see somebody date three or four people at a time slowly Mm -hmm. you know like peeling one layer at a time Mm -hmm. over the course of weeks and weeks yeah okay rather than oh well you're here and you chose me too so okay because like we learned last week with frank that guy hasn't made any decisions about you yet, except that he likes how you look. Right. <laughs> He's still in investigation mode. Right. And you should be too. Right. So do you think do you think a lot of women make that jump? Oh yes. so fast? Absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. They work on paper. Right. Right. So oh, this okay. Must so be he's divorced. His kids are grown. He's this age. He makes this much money. He's da da da. He drives this kind of car. He lives in this neighborhood. He's blah blah blah. Great. Well, we've been on two dates. Right. So I'm going to sleep with him now, and then we're going to keep sleeping together. And then why isn't he calling? Well, yeah. Me? Like why does he doesn't like the fact that he maybe doesn't like your dog? I don't know. But he he's still in investigation mode. Right. He's not. Right. He yeah. hasn't filled in all those blanks. He hasn't decided this is what I'm going to make work. Right. And I think that that's the women have a, a a visual, not, not, not in the same way that we talk about how men are visually stimulated, but, but they process things like they sort of see the whole movie. I see. Right. And so they'll jump all the way to the end and then fill in the blanks. And when it doesn't match, I always call it spackling. Like they sort of take out the spackle and like just kind of fill in the cracks and hope it like (laughs) holds together. Well, men are very visceral, Mm -hmm. you know, and they need to experience the relationship. And yeah, in many cases that includes the sex. Right. So it's, it, it's not fair necessarily to say like, don't have sex with me if you don't intend to have a relationship with me. Because that's part of, the relationship checking out the relationship i mean and if that's not comfortable to you then don't you know like like you know that's all you gotta then you gotta 
draw that line and say, I'm only comfortable going so far until we are definitely exploring this right. uh, exclusively and, you know, taking our profiles down or whatever. You can have that that boundary. Mm. That would certainly test a guy's commitment to getting to know you. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it really would. You know, you'd know might, a lot. If he really wants to fuck you, it might also send him down the path of bullshitting you. <laughs> Cause yeah, because that it like puts pressure on them. it. Would that's a lot of work though, and generally with yeah. online dating, there's like a catalog of women that it's they like, can do yeah, that yeah. with. <laughs> <All right. laughs> they will most likely not want to invest the time. Right. I mean, you know, I, I'm I'm gonna have to say there's only there's only so much second guessing you can do in that way. Mm-hmm. All you can do is set your own boundaries. Like all all you can do is say like these are my rules. This is the way I play this. If you want to be in my airspace, then you, nobody should be doing anything they're not comfortable with. Right. Right. And so a guy is either going to hang or not hang. Right. So, and that's information. Yeah. You. Okay. Yeah. Well, he just yeah. wasn't that into you. He's okay. That, fine. Yeah. You know, and when a guy is like super into you and he's loves your personality and your it's energy true. and your like, lifestyle, whatever. he'll be like, whatever. I was fine. I'm a big boy. I don't have to yeah. do that. You know, yeah. like whatever. I'll just go home and jack it. Yeah. <laughs> fine. <laughs> and, you know, eventually when, you know, we both sort of decide, yeah, let's, let's, and then there's still no guarantees. Nope. And you're still, now you're getting to know the layers of that side of the, the relationship. Nobody owes anybody a relationship. That's true. Okay. And so that's because when I, like when I say like, maybe you should just, you know, date a few different people, but that's so much work. I don't have time for that. I don't have any, this is one of the most important things in your life that you want so badly. Mm-hmm. It's worth the effort. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can't just throw your hands up and be like, oh, I don't want to do that. This is too much work. Well, then, okay. Then forget it. Then leave it up to chance and see if you meet somebody shopping at the market. And if you do, fantastic. Right. You know, hang, spend extra time in the produce section. You think? Because that's where is all that great romances start. Really? Yeah. Oh. Around the vegetables. Oh. Usually. And yeah. the melons. Yeah, when you check <laughs> the melons. <laughs> Smelling seems nice. Love advice from Todd. That's going to be the new uh, (laughs) podcast. Loving the produce. Everything I know. Oh, I like it. Yeah, everything I know about sex, I learned from Animal House. That's why. That's where my advice comes from. That's why you're so smart. (laughs) So, that is what I would suggest as as the advice is just in general, like if you're you know still up for giving advice. Because here's the the third part of this. Mm. Part of what works for them in this too is exactly the conversation that you're having is the is the i get to sort of complain mm-hmm. about men and my life and my friends tell me but i'm worth it and they tell me but i'm a catch and they tell me all of the things that i need to hear and we have this thing to connect over and and i'm not saying it's conscious okay right I'm but they're looking for becomes, yes men and not actual constructive help and it becomes it sort of becomes part of your identity uh-huh. to sort of be the person who's just kind of had it mm-hmm. with the opposite gender, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. or that they've, you know, that this story has just become part of their, their identity. Mm-hmm. And that actually, I mean, in my personal opinion, uh, perpetuates itself. Sure. Okay. Like energetically speaking, like that's just, if that's, you know, that's what you're putting out, that's what you're getting. Right. And so what I would suggest is that you say okay so we've had this conversation about a lot of people and i don't know these people but the common denominator here Uh is your is is you and so let maybe let's 
think about like what do you what do you want to be saying to me right now? Right. And like, I and mean, maybe you don't have to say the common denominator to you, but I mean, I can say that to some people. Actually, I think that's a really good point. <laughs> well, I mean, it may it may not be what this person wants to hear, but that's the thing. I mean, that's the thing. If you're if find a nice way to say that, okay. <laughs> Right. Is that not a nice way? I think it is. I mean, I think it is. But then I'm thinking somebody might be going, well, that's mean. But it's true. I I don't know how else you. I mean, how else do you say that? Yeah. How else do you say that? Maybe not use common denominator. But if the same thing is happening to you over and over again. Right. It's you. Yeah. That it's happening to. So maybe you're happening to it as much as it's It's happening happening to to you. Right. And so you start to address your experience in your friendship and in your relationship. Mm -hmm. You turn it to that and you go, okay, I love you. I want you to be happy. What would you like this conversation to be? What do you want to be telling me about somebody you're dating? Right. And that really shifts the focus, right? Right. Oh, well, I guess I'd want to be telling you that he's a really nice guy, that he's this, that is this, and then he calls me and then he takes, you know, like whatever it is, Mm -hmm. right? Like all of those things. Mm Mm-hmm. And you go, oh, okay. So, so you're what you're doing now is you're helping them visualize the relationship they want by also kind of visualizing the kind of time you want to have together as friends. Right. You know, like you're sort of like let's redefine this whole thing, and then you kind of stop enabling this process. Right. right? I mean, at the very worst, they just won't bring it up with you ever again because you were reasonable and made sense. You know what I mean? Because if they are, because I have friends who are have these perpetual habits, yes. And I've had these conversations with them over and over, and they don't change, and they still want to have the same conversation. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't like at a certain point. I love you, man. Right. But I don't. I, I'm. We don't need to have this conversation anymore. We've had it before. Right. I had one friend who's like constantly. I mean, he's constantly dating three women at once uh-huh. and complaining about not finding true love and all that stuff and the only thing that changed about like having that same conversation over and over again was eventually said well maybe i'm polyamorous (laughs) and i was like um Um. (laughs) do you know what polyamorous means and he's like yeah you have you have sex with a bunch of different uh people that you have relationships with i I guess that's one definition i was like well no that no you (laughs) did they all know (laughs) <laughs> about each other one that's right. part of polyamory and two <laughs> do they know that you consider yourself that and you know right. it was uh, yeah. he was like mm. they would be about being up front right right so. he was just trying to redefine his habitual behavior as something that it wasn't well i th- have you had the conversation have you had a different conversation with him about well what is it that you are looking for like you're not talking about the complaints but you're talking more about like how, how do you want this to look yeah i have yeah. Uh, okay. multiple times yeah that's what okay. i'm telling you i mean some yeah. people it's not you're and, not it's you're not going to get through some people right. remain that way and it's just how they right and it and then but it's certainly a way for you to find out whether that's the case well, and whether or not you even want to be having this conversation that's anymore. what i'm because, saying like you said because that gets yeah. tiresome yeah you know and you can you can also go the route of saying like okay so do your sometimes like again bring friendships into it would you let me treat you this way do you want like would you be continuing to hang out and go to coffee with a girlfriend who was treating you this way or would you just ditch that friendship right right so like just sort of like call them on their shit basically you know and say uh, you know point out in the context of your relationship how this is working for them or not working for that sometimes that can be a real light bulb 
and it seems so logical. Like, right. why do you take more shit from these people than you do from your friends? Right. You know? I mean, I, I think that's a good point. And, and for some people, it can be a light bulb and wake them up. The, the thing that you have to realize as a friend, though, uh-huh. is that the, the, the other possibility is that they won't want to be your friend anymore because well, you were honest with them. I mean, sometimes right, when you're right. honest, people, if you're really going to be honest with people, they don't want to talk to you anymore. Right. And it's not just this. I mean, so that like, is a risk that you're I've, taking. Absolutely. I've had friends who I was like finally just said, look, this this is what you're telling me and this is what I'm seeing. And I think. A, B, and C is the, these are the things that you need to work on in yourself. And that was, uh, that was that I didn't hear from them much anymore. Yeah. But upside don't have to have that conversation. Well, that's what I was just going to say. The upside is you're not spending a valuable Friday night having the same conversation. This is what I'm saying. Over and over and over again. So, you know, a way to a very loving way to get out of that, to, to change that conversation too is to say well you know what here's what i see for you here's what i visualize for you and wish for you Mm -hmm. you know and you say i hope i want you to be with somebody that sees you this way and appreciates this in you and that you come over and you can totally be yourself and you feel like they're rooting for you and you know you're telling me how great the sex is Mm -hmm. you know and then you toast to that future and you fucking move on to a new conversation. Right, right. <laughs> and if you can't have a new conversation, then it's kind of about, again, like you said, kind of assessing your friendship. Yeah. And, you know, what are you getting out of this? Yeah, maybe this friendship <laughs> isn't working out. Yeah. So there you go. There's your little, like, armchair life coaching <laughs> advice on how you can, like, get your friends to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I'm going to miss you. I'm going to miss this. Yeah. Gonna miss- <laughs> so, uh, I'm just going to sit at home by myself on, on Tuesdays, Tuesdays I know. and just I know, stare me at the too. wall. Actually, I'm going to be packing boxes. Wonder what's become of me. <laughs> I'm going to be throwing away 30-year-old paper. And, yeah, yeah, you'll be mind. busy. I'm going to be busy. I'm going to be a little yeah. bee. Yes, I promise to be you know, doing useful things, though, and hopefully come back with some good stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. there you go. So, and... and um, You'll be acting and roboting. I'll be roboting. Yes. I want you to get more gigs where you do the robot. <laughs> Could you do that for us? I'll do my best. <gasps> you should definitely put that on your resume under special the skills. The robot? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For sure. I'll, I'll, yes. Yeah. I do will. people do that anymore? Do they have like resumes? Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. They're digital. They're, they're online. They're yeah, digital. So. And most people don't put special skills. On. No. They don't no, feel like still walking like a, anymore. That's like a new actor thing. Like it special is, totally. skills. I could do an English accent. Juggling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Old actors, they don't do that. No, they don't They're do like, that. Yeah, my like, under I act. Yeah, special skill acting. <laughs> That's why I'm here. <laughs> there you go. So where do we find you on the uh, big screen, little can, screen? You can watch You're the Worst Wednesday nights, ten thirty FXX. You can watch football apparently uh, while you're having sex. Oh and yes, and me, catch his commercial. And see me in a commercial. <laughs> um, and then get in a fight with your lover because you went Todd. Todd. <laughs> what? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and then commercials are short. Yeah. So you yell Todd, and by the time they turn around to <laughs> they look at now they don't believe you there's anymore. There's no Todd on the TV. They think you're just thinking about me. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. It's trouble. Yeah. It's trouble. Yeah. Well, you know where to find me on a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> you can just, also find me on I hope Facebook. just watching my commercial in a loop while you're uh, having sex. That's, that's <laughs> oh, my dream. That's horrible. <laughs> that's a nightmare. Sorry. I love you. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so no. you can, you know, find me on Facebook and, uh, you know, please keep in touch via Facebook and Twitter. My book, MILF 101, is available on Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. I want to say a heartfelt thank you to my listeners. Um, do stay 
stay in touch. And if you have questions for future blogs or potential podcasts, email them to me at makeyourlifefabulous at gmail.com. Like I said, I promise to go off and create useful things to help you make your life fabulous and come back with some good offerings. So thank you so much to the good people here at Sideshow Network. And thank you all for listening today. Thank you, Todd. Thank you. And this is Sophie Venable reminding you that you don't have to make your life perfect. Just make it fabulous. Hey, everyone. Sophie here. So it turns out my mom didn't move, but I did, in fact, go off and make some cool stuff for you, including a six-week online course that includes live coaching for women who are frustrated with their dating life and attracting the wrong kind of men. Go to sophievenable.com, click on work with me and check out the course Finding the Real Deal, which includes online learning, three private coaching sessions with me and a Facebook group for continuing support. I'm really proud of how it turned out and excited as hell to work with you. So check it out at www.sophievenable.com or if you like bit.ly links, the number two, Find the Real Deal, all in lowercase. Thanks again for listening. New episodes are coming soon. Bye for now.